T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Oh, the news is coming in fast and furious overnight. The Raiders make a huge move. Josh McDaniels, bye-bye. Thank you for the 9-16 and 16 record. You are now fired, sir. So it's the second time that Josh McDaniels gets a head coaching job, Perloff, and doesn't make it through his second year. Yeah, who saw that coming? <laughs> well, That was one of those moves. The fans were right. Everyone was skeptical about Josh McDaniels. I think it's his body language on the sideline. Fans generally think, oh, man, this looks like no fun. So he's gone, but... Again, not a huge surprise after we saw what we saw on Monday night was embarrassing. I would say back-to-back. That Bears loss was really embarrassing to lose to the Bears on the road when Tyson Badgett is coming into the game. You lose to him, and then you lose to the Lions. I mean, the offense was awful. And how do you have a terrible offense when you have Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs? Like it just, And you have a good left tackle in Colton Miller. It's wild they would be that bad. And McDaniels is supposed to be this offensive... You know, I hate to use the word, but guru. But clearly, you know, Brady was covering up for a lot of that. And listen, McDaniels had a fine first season with Mac Jones, but that clearly was also fool's gold because Mac Jones isn't very good. So, um, yeah, the Raiders make a move, a move they needed to make. Now Antonio Pierce takes over, the former linebacker. Uh, Great career, Antonio Pierce. Now has gotten into coaching I don't know how that solves any of the offensive problems. We have no idea who the play caller is going to be on offense. We have no idea if Jimmy G is going to start this week or whether they'll go to the rookie and Aiden O'Connell. All this is TBD. Lose, 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 baby, as Al Davis used to say. Uh, They have to get into high in this draft for a quarterback. I assume they still have their pick. I think they do. Yeah, they they have to be all in on losers. Three and five is a problem. If they were one and six, then it'd be they would go all backups because this is a team that really needs to start over. Caleb Williams would be so perfect as a Raiders quarterback. If you just didn't have these three wins, then you could really start over with the best player in the draft. Okay. Now the Raiders are probably delusional here thinking they can maybe turn this thing around, but you fire your coach right when you're about to play the New York giants and the New York jets, right? Two games that are in theory, extremely winnable. If you just wanted to keep losing to get the highest draft pick possible, stick with McDaniels. This guy sucks. Well, <laughs> he's your surest way to get a high draft pick. Everyone, it seemed like the team didn't like him. They didn't have any answers, and the offense was atrocious. Like this, this is the way. The way to get Caleb Williams would have been to keep McDaniel's. They fired him because I think they want to try to see. You know, they have some high end talent here and try to maximize it. Uh, I, I don't guess. know. They haven't even named a play caller. Yeah. So is this a strategic move to win right now? I, to me, I don't think it's about that at all. I think it's we're so embarrassed. We have to tell the fans that this is not acceptable. Yeah. 
Right. They, this is a message to fans. If we see the same thing you're seeing, we cannot have Josh McDaniels here anymore. I, I don't know. Maybe they do get this bump because they had it with Rich Bisacci a couple years ago. I, I think that's lower on the list of the Raiders' priorities. They need a GM, too. We keep talking about the coach. Do you hire a GM first and a coach? Do you hire somebody like Jim Harbaugh who wants both roles and is in trouble with the college football? I, there's a lot to be decided here in, in Vegas. I mean, do you stop going for all the Belichick facsimiles and just bring in Belichick himself? Well, that, I mean, now that is wild. Bill Belichick coaching the Raiders? Oh, man. Is it any crazier than him coaching the Chargers? I mean, all these places that, you know, listen, we know Belichick allegedly signed a contract extension before the season, but you kind of get the sense now from some new reporting that that's sort of a rolling thing that he's kind of always on, you know, uh, that they, they revisit his contract often, put it that way. I can't see him at the Chargers either. Bill Belichick and that son all day. Listen, it, it, it does not fit L.A. or Vegas <laughs> to me. It doesn't fit anywhere except for New England. But I guess the the problem is you don't have any – any answers that are obvious and you got Tommy boy basically running the organization. I mean, here's the thing about rich, like rich, uh, Davis, Mark Mark Davis, Davis, rich Davis, Mark Davis. I mean, you can see that this is somebody who just wants to hand the organization over. And I'm fine with that. I love it. When owners do that, just hand it over to people who can do their jobs and then oh, stay yeah. out of the way. But I think he might be having it a little bit both ways. First of all, he can't pick the right person. Like, Gruden was never going to end well. Who thought that Gruden was going to end well? And it ended weird. Like, I don't think anyone saw racist, homophobic emails being the end of Gruden. But I don't think anyone believed that he was winning Super Bowls anymore. And he wanted... You know, the, their draft picks hmm. with Gruden and Mayock to them together were terrible. I think you might be Monday morning quarterbacking that a little. I don't remember when Gruden got hired. We all knew. Well, first of all, you're right. We had no idea it was going to end like that. But I don't think we knew the game had passed by John Gruden so much when he first got hired. They had that crazy 10-year deal. 10 years, $100 million. I mean, like, uh, Mark Davis is begging for somebody to come and take over the organization yeah. so he doesn't have to. And he can't find that person. Now you got Tom Brady in the building. To be honest, I'd turn it all over to him, maybe, if Tom yeah. even wants to do it. I know he's got that, you know, Fox deal. I know other superstars have not been great running teams, but I, maybe I'd give Tom a shot. Does he want to be the GM? Does he want, he's mm. probably not going to be the coach. Does he want to have a say in some front office stuff? Does he have any desire to do that? Would probably be the first call I would make. You know, it's funny. I feel like he'd bring in a bunch of Josh McDaniels types. It'd be the same, repeat the same thing that we're doing now. I don't see Tom Brady in a, great in that role. I don't know why. I feel like he'd be like Jeter in Miami because we know being a great player and a competitive player yeah. doesn't make you savvy in that way because Tom Brady's looking at the, you know, say he's looking at the draft. Is he going to see himself? Because there's no other Tom Brady. That's what I always worry with these great players. Now, maybe Dion's an exception as a coach, yeah. but if you're that good, there's no way your players can emulate you. Like you can't, Tom Brady can't go to a locker room and say, be like me. No, and that's why I don't think he would coach, but man, he's got all that experience. He's seen, I mean, he's the one who might actually have the Belichick secret sauce, not all these other, you know, Romeo Cornells and, you know, all the the Josh McDaniels and all these dudes, they don't have it. Come on, this is so obvious. It's got to be Harbaugh. It's got to be Jim Harbaugh. 
Mark Davis taking the mantle from his father and giving a middle finger to the NFL, just like his dad always did. <laughs> this would be this would be perfect. You have a guy who wants total control, a guy who's willing to cheat, which fits with the Raiders sort of personality. <laughs> yeah, this is the perfect hire. It's sitting out there. But, I mean, Belichick fits all those categories as well. Yeah, he's more of a cheater. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they got to bring in some big personality like that, and it's probably not going to work because the problem is the owner, and he's not going anywhere. 855-212-4CBS. We've been talking about the Raiders situation, which you're welcome, of course, to weigh in on. We've also been talking about the trade deadline from yesterday, the big headliner in terms of Super Bowl contender getting a big name was the San Francisco 49ers landing Chase Young. Boz is in the Bay Area. Big fan of this. Hey. Good morning, Boz. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? We're doing awesome. How are you? Awesome. I'm great. Blessed. Woke up on my two feet this morning. Thanks for taking my call. Just, uh, you know, another day where Niners are put, the San Francisco 49ers are putting the league on notice. We're here to play chess and we're going to force you to adjust. Hmm. Uh, this was a big, this was a big move. Um, Niner fans have been complaining about defensively. We've been playing a zone for quite some time. Um, you know, it helped us out tremendously in the past. And now I'm noticing that we're going to more of a man defense. Uh, we're seeing a lot of ball hawks out there. And I think right now what the Niners are going to be doing is forcing teams to adjust. Where, from an analytical standpoint, you've always been looking at is are, are, are teams running away from Bosa? Right. Or are they, get, are, they, are they planning away from Bosa or from Hargrave? Now you just add another, t- another tool to that, uh, another, another weapon to that arsenal. But along with that, you still got guys like Kinlaw, Armstead, yep. and I'm not even including the rest of the linebacker core. We're now, in my humble opinion, and I hope it works out in our favor in this game of inches, that adding this much more pressure on another player, making teams to adjust, is gonna, we're going to see an uptick in takeaways going forward this season. Well, that'd be something. Um, you know, exactly. And, and this is the, the you-must-win-all-season, in, in my opinion, for the 49ers. And they're going with a splash. They want to make some noise. And they're going to want with, uh, you know, they have that mindset with defense wins championships. Hey, Baz, let me ask you, isn't the yes, big sir. problem, though, that Javon Hargrave's a great pass rusher, but he can't stop the run at all? I've, I've heard that criticism. So I two mean, teams are open running on the Niners. And how is Chase Young going to help that? Uh, man, I, 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 again, it's, 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 there's 11 men on that football field, right? And it's, it's going back to what you were saying earlier is – are athletes going to be freelancing on this, or are they going to stick to the plan? Right. And as long as the pl- the plan, if you stick to the plan, everything will work. I mean, everything specifically designed. That's why they're going through these, you know, practices on a daily basis to perfect these plays. And this is this is to to, to assist with that. You know, Baz, it's a shot in the arm. I mean, it, and appreciate your phone call, and and you know, good luck to your 49ers. They're on the bye right now. They come out facing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, on the road. Now, here's the tough thing. game. It's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a fun game. Now, here's the thing about the system. So the system right now is the Steve Wilk system. He is the defensive coordinator. He's come under some fire, not just from outsiders and media people like me and Perloff, but also from former players. Richard Sherman is a former 49er. Here's what he had to say about Steve Wilkes' future with the team. We're going back to the fundamentals. We're going back to the things we do well. We're not running man on first and second down like they've been doing. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't think they're sound. We're going to mix it up. We're going to play fast. Our D-line's going to have to get hot like they've been doing. And for you to take them out of that, for you to sit there and run games and stunts and do all these other things instead of just ears back, 
go get to the quarterback like these guys have specialized in for the last, I don't know, three, four years is weird. It's weird. And, and I think Kyle Shanahan has had enough. I think this is the straw that's going to break the camel's back. There's going to be changes next week. All right. So that was Sherman kind of calling out Wilkes and yeah. believing there's going to be changes. Now, listen, that was before they got Chase Young. So now with Chase Young, do they sort of let the defensive line eat a little bit more, pin the ears back, you know, when the down permits it, and be able to get after a little more? I was curious when Sherman said that, so the bye is now, they're going to wait till next Monday to fire Steve Wilkes? That doesn't make any sense. If they were going to fire him, they would have fired him after the loss to the Bengals. Maybe um, it's not a firing. Maybe it's yeah. more of a this is what you're running. Like, yeah, we're taking some of the yeah, autonomy away be. from you. Or maybe it's at, we're adding Chase Young. So that's the change. You know, I, again, I'm looking through an Eagles colored lens here. They got Javon Hargrave for $80 million. And a lot of people in San Francisco are saying, oh my gosh, we have a defensive tackle who cannot stop the run at all. So Joe Mixon, who's not a great running back, was able to gash them. The week before, Alexander Madison gashed them too. This is not the Niners we know. They're, they usually don't let up anything on the ground. I worry about Wilkes. It just doesn't seem like that aggressiveness. And maybe it's because I think D'Amico Ryans is so great, their former defense coordinator in Houston. Feels like they're just a step down. Like there's something they were terrifying before, and now they don't look terrifying. Maybe I'm buying okay, too much in the last two games. Yeah, like here's the thing: we weren't saying that when they started off five and zero. No, you're you're a hundred. We were saying right. how awesome they are. Now, to be fair, the win at Pittsburgh was a good one, and that was a throttling. That was week one. You know, beating the Rams, the New York Giants, the Arizona Cardinals. Dallas was the peak, obviously, but those quarterbacks before, if you're talking about Daniel Jones and older Matthew Stafford and Kenny Pickett the first week of the season, it's not exactly your who's who of quarterbacks. <laughs> now, and then they took down Prescott and they looked so good. It was like, wow, this team can't be beat. They're just going to be cruise control to the Super Bowl. And clearly, it's never that easy. Well, also, we've said many times they are built to play from ahead. You can't get your pass rush going if you're yep. losing because the other team can run. Uh, their offense has been hurting, too. Since Trent Williams has been out, they can't run at all. They can't control the clock. Everything's got to be working together. This The Niners are old school, run and beat you with defense. So maybe this Chase Young gets them back on that track. I, I still am terrified of them. I, I think they're really scary. I don't understand what Steve Wilkes is doing. I'm, I'm not an expert on man versus zone, but whatever they're doing looks completely non-scary now. If they fix that... I still think they're kind of the team to beat over the Eagles, over the Lions, over the Cowboys. I think those are the top four in the NFC, right? So San Francisco, to me, if they fix this defense at all and get Debo back and Trent Williams back, I, I don't see how you knock them out in the playoffs. Well, I think they have the best formula. Let's not forget the Seahawks also made a big move with yeah. Leonard Williams uh, trading for him yeah, from yeah. the New York Giants. I mean, right now the Seahawks are in first place in that division. Well, they I play twice coming up. We'll see in those games how those two teams measure up. Maggie and Perloff on Twitter is where you can find us. Maggie and Perloff on Instagram. We're everywhere. TikTok, Face Space. The we need a Twitter question here, a poll, and I'd love to know, going back to the Raiders, who should take over this team? Like, who's the person to fix this? They, it kind of feels like they need, like, a guru, you know, or not a guru. They need, like, um, like one big person. Mm. I don't know if by committee is going to do this thing. So maybe some options are Tom Brady, Jim Harbaugh. I In put, the chat, there's yeah. been a suggestion. And it comes from Pine Needle. What about Bruce Arians? I don't know what his health situation is right now, but do you pull Bruce Arians out of retirement for the third time 
and make him your head coach. Talk about someone guys like to play for. I think Bruce Arians fits that. If you're doing yeah. the, uh, you know, breakup, like uh, you're on the rebound, so you're just dating the person who's totally opposite from the last person you dated, it feels like Arians is very different than McDaniels. You, he's 71. I, that's your... So is Belichick. That's your, yeah, I know. Belichick would be another one, EJ. Put, Lincoln, put, put Lincoln Riley on there. Lincoln Riley. I only have four options on this Twitter. All right. I don't think Bruce, Ari- I think Bruce Arians seems like a stretch. If you're starting over... Okay, Bruce so, Arians, if you have a good team and you want to come in and win immediately, that, for me, feels like Bruce Arians. I think they could trade for a coach. Who? Which one? John Harbaugh. Mm. Interesting. If you're Baltimore, <laughs> you going to do that? Do you want to give up on John Harbaugh? Well, uh, if the Raiders are nuts, which they are, they might give up <laughs> enough in terms of picks to get them. How funny would that be if the Raiders end up with a top five pick and they're like, you know what, we're trading it. Or how funny would be if John John Harbaugh? (laughs) How funny would be if John Harbaugh, you know, takes a job from his brother Jim Harbaugh, a job he probably thought he would get. Jim only desperately would want to get back to the NFL. We think if these, uh, if this NCAA investigation was like a long game, and like John went to the Raiders so that Jim could then coach the Ravens. Oh, they're just putting each other. Yeah, this is like what agents do. They try to make sure that all their clients have a place to land. I feel like a Game of Thrones episode of Game of Thrones. Wow. Is there another Tom Brady, like, outside choice? Somebody who is, I don't know, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I'm just thinking, who is a one-man, somebody who's not currently coaching, who maybe a former player. Do you have someone in mind? No, I'm just oh, trying to look. Because if you're going to put Tom Brady, if, you know, you're going big with Tom Brady. If you're going to go that big and that outside the box, I feel like we can do better than these current coaches. Listen, Brady's already in the building. I don't know if he's out that outside the box. I don't know exactly where his status is as owner, but... He's I, in the building because he owns part of the Aces, right? Yeah, and I think I, he's and supposed he's to be there. owning part of the team, but the other owners got upset because Mark Davis was giving Brady some kind of discount. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> I think Which the other funny. owners are still mad because Tom Brady beat them for years, too. I mean, one guy has to be named in any coaching situation. Deion Sanders. Deion. Oh! That's, put that guy the There you go. It's got to be Deion, EJ, right? you just figured it out. I mean... How much money... If Mark Davis gave John Gruden $100 million, how much does Deion get to come run the Raiders? I bring Shador. I, I don't think Deion even needs money. He just says, let me market my sunglasses in Vegas, and I'm fine. <laughs> uh, I, I'm voting for Dion. Who Who's not voting? I love Brady as a coach, but... Yeah, it's got to be Dion. Dion is Dion. a Raiders gear? Something to give to them. It's got to be Dion with Shador. They need a quarterback, obviously. That works out perfectly. And now then Shador doesn't have to stay at Colorado for another year just because Dad's there. Yeah. He this can actually be... go to the NFL. Well, like Dion, should. yeah, you do that. You can also do that for Atlanta as well. I think Atlanta and the Raiders would have a nice little bidding war for that combo. But yes, this is perfect. I also right. feel like of these options, the one that say which one definitely would not work, Dion would be number one. <laughs> it's the best and worst idea yeah. we've ever had. Oh, yeah. oh, but it'd be so fun. It'd be the best thing maybe that happened in the NFL since Taylor Swift, I guess. I don't know. He might be a better NFL coach than a college coach because all that stuff he says in college that we, that we frown upon – might be revered over in the NFL. Yeah. Oh, like the, like talking big, that kind of thing. No, about the players that we gotta get new players. I mean, oh, yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Might... just cutthroat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's been critical of his players. Yep, yep. People have a problem with that. I will say this: as I mean, you talk about coaches and how they again give you nothing. Like Deion Sanders coming in after a team gives up seven or eight sacks, saying we need to get new offensive linemen. That fan base will rally Cheer. around him yeah. like, like no other head coach in the NFL. But I got to tell you, you know who needs it more than Vegas? Atlanta needs an identity so badly. 
No, that, I like this. I like this for Dion in Vegas. Dion loves Atlanta. Let's not I mean, ruin the dream with Atlanta Falcons. I mean, Dion is. I mean, you know, Dion loves that city more than anything. He loves Atlanta. I, I think Atlanta. I think Dion would choose Atlanta. Believe it or not. Atlanta's a big, a no, big I deal. Love it. Atlanta's awesome, but I'm talking yeah. about if you want to maximize like this from an NFL standpoint. From it, a league standpoint, yes. You got to be Raiders. Like the Raiders just have the more iconic fan base. You know, Atlanta fan base is great. It's just more centered in Atlanta. See, I kind of disagree because Atlanta's never been sexy. They've never been, they've always been a lost franchise. You're adding another glamour team, but that's five primetime games for Atlanta, and we'd all watch them. Yeah. It's true. Atlanta, huge market. I think we're on in Atlanta. 855-212-4CBS. The last time I looked at our affiliate list, I believe we are on in Atlanta. So I'd love to know what people think about that. 855-212-4227. All right, there. We solved it. Uh, Dion's going to win this poll. <laughs> hey, better. <laughs> Maggie and Perloff. A lot more to do. We got a fun package in the mail today. Absolutely love that you guys have been sending us in some fun stuff. So we'll get to that. What arrived in the mail? Spoiler, not a human head. Something a lot different than that. Tomorrow. <laughs> Never that know. Just say Halloween. <laughs> what is it, Wednesday? Still got a lot of days left. A um, lot more to do, including coming up. The team we're most disappointed in from yesterday. The team that sat on their hands and watched everyone else get better. Who is that? We'll tell you next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend four point four hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back on Maggie and Perloff. A lot of people celebrating around the NFL because a lot of trades, eight trades of this deadline... Your Buffalo Bills yep. didn't do anything. My Philadelphia Eagles got yes, a safety. Yes, they did. Oh, yeah, they got Rasul Douglas. I thought <laughs> yeah, that. they traded a third-round pick for the Packers' corner. Oh, okay. I f yeah, but I feel like he came out of nowhere. Was that one of the prizes? To me, it's like the Eagles got Kevin Byer. That's okay. But well, I don't see The Bills see definitely overpaid, but this is what different, desperate teams have to do. And to be honest, if he makes two plays in the postseason, worth it. Like that third round pick is going to be a low third round pick. So you're talking about, yeah. you know, something around a hundred, like you had to make some kind of move because you lost Tredavious white. Yeah. Kyrie Elam has not been very good and you had to do something. And Jalen Johnson from the Chicago bears, if it's true that they wanted like two yeah. huge picks for him, like I, I just think that maybe the bears weren't being very honest about really wanting to trade him. I think this was an invitation. It was a non-invite and they weren't really looking to deal him yesterday. But there was a tweet last night that they've agreed to see, seek uh, trade for him because they don't want to pay him. 
So I thought that said that he's on the open market and everyone was reporting Buffalo and San Francisco. So the fact that they didn't get him, that's what I was talking about, a little less exciting. Yeah, Rasul Douglas has been around a long time. You think? He's yeah. played on half the teams in the league. I'm yeah. hoping that means he's very aware and familiar with all these quarterbacks in the AFC, <laughs> even though he's been in the NFC for most of his career. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles got Kevin Byard, who's okay, but... That was like I, a week and a half ago. That's yeah, all the news. And it was he a late-round pick. Week. I judge all these picks on what you have to give up. If he's a, it's a six-round pick, then I'm not that excited. That's why you got to give up... A, I say <laughs> give up the farm at the trade deadline. Now you got to be aggressive, and then, you know, the Cowboys are sitting there and didn't do anything. Yeah, I think that's the biggest shock and, and surprise that the Cowboys sat there while the San Francisco 49ers made a trade for Chase Young, while the Seattle Seahawks made a trade for Leonard Williams, while your Philadelphia Eagles did make that trade for Bayard. You had... Detroit even made a trade for Donovan Peoples-Jones. I mean, you're doing something here. And meanwhile, Dallas didn't do anything. And Jerry kind of, you know, he he hinted at it. He said, basically, like, we we like the team we have. But a little surprising they didn't do anything, even a running back, anything. But it's funny. I look at that team, and I don't see a lot of holes, believe it or not. It wasn't a desperate situation. Because you would think cornerback, these digs went down, but they don't seem to be missing that at all. Deron Bland is awesome. Yeah. So it doesn't really kill me. It's so funny about Jerry Jones. We think that he's this wild man. They're actually quite conservative. They keep drafting defensive and offensive line. They're not really, if you look at their team building process, they're not like Jerry Jones's personality. They're not large and in charge. They're sort of methodical. Well, but they have made some big trades recently, yeah. like, you know, they had to trade for Stephon Gilmore, right? And I think they had to trade for yeah, Cooks. Well, fifth rounder for Gilmore? I'm just saying, like, yeah. they have added talent who are expected to make big contributions right. in a Super Bowl season. So. But they drafted Tyler Smith, the left tackle out of Tulsa at 24. They yeah. got Mazzy Smith, a defensive tackle out of Michigan. I, to me, it all goes back to that Johnny Manziel draft. 2000 was it 2014? Yeah, I mean it's been a while, but Jerry yeah. wanted obviously wanted to draft Johnny Manziel, and they took Zach Martin, the guard. They do a lot of that. They draft a lot of offensive line. They're actually they're really kind of smart as a team. Doesn't that sound funny? I think they're a very good drafting football team. No, of course they're a smart team. That's why they have double digit wins. The yeah. question is, it's not about to me. It's it's in the moment. You know, is it the play calling in the moment? Mm. Is it the execution in the moment? In these playoff yeah. losses. And, you know, then it also comes down to what you think about Dak Prescott, who do you think that he's able to win a big game? And I'm not talking about beating the Tampa Bay Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. You're, you know, everyone knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Divisional round. Well, I think also you could look at the coach, too. Is Mike McCarthy the coach? And was Jason Garrett the, before yeah, that the no. guy? I so, mean, obviously not. So. I, I think it's not the talent. I don't mind. If I'm a Cowboys fan, I'm not mad that they didn't sign anyone. The question, because... You could give Mike McCarthy all the players in the world. I think the questions are Dak and McCarthy. Can they win the big game? I think there's plenty of talent there. You have Micah Parsons, and you have Demarcus Lawrence on the defensive line. You certainly didn't need Chase Young. I, I, I'm fine if I'm a Cowboys fan. Just I'm worried about the same things I was before the trade deadline. Andrew Bogus is here. He's got some headlines for us. Good morning, Bogues. Good morning, everybody. As I throw my mouse Bogus at my not at working microphone. Sick Halloween party I'm last night. I'm still at it. I know. I was going to say, look at you. Are you this a Reese's Pieces hangover? Uh, my neighborhood is lit, lit as the kids say, <laughs> on Halloween. And it went to a whole other level yesterday because we stumbled upon a backyard party. This family, ha- they were like the end, the, the end location of trick-or-treating. And there was a DJ. There was a wow. smoke machine. 
There was a fully stocked bar. There was pizza, heroes. Whoa. It was intense. You stumbled onto that. I thought it was a party you were invited to. Well, so broke in. My son, my son <laughs> comes home from school and he's nine. He goes, Peyton invited us to her house when we're done trick or treating. Now, nine year olds are not reliable. We said that's nice of Peyton, <laughs> but I don't know if Peyton's allowed to invite us, and we don't know her family, yeah. so they didn't directly. So we were like, I don't know if we're gonna go, but. But as we walked around our neighborhood with 15 people, everyone knew about Peyton's party. And everyone was like, no, 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 no. Open door. We're going. And we went. And it was it was pretty ridiculous. And walked out at 9, and it was nowhere near being, at, being uh, over. You know what? This is going to be fast forward to Peyton when she's like 17 or 18. She's oh, yeah. going to be the people who throw the parties where the parents are actually there. You know, and they're like, we'd rather you just, you know, drink in the house, Mm -hmm. like with with us, as opposed to throwing a party behind our back where the cops come and someone's, you know, car ends up in the pool. So I didn't, I didn't know it at the time, but we came across Peyton during the trick or treating, and she was Gene Simmons in full kiss gear. Oh, nice! And my buddy had a speaker with him, so he puts on a kiss song, and she starts singing and rocking out to it. At nine years old, so that's a that family needs to be my friend. Now. You just found the coolest people. Yeah, agreed. In suburban history, yeah, that, I know that's a good trajectory to start a kiss <laughs> at nine years old. So you lasted all the way till nine o'clock, huh? Yeah. Party animal. Look nine out. o'clock in our world. This yeah. sounds like going to midnight. Maggie, how late did you last uh, out there on the trick or treating trail? What are you crazy? I didn't even do it. <laughs> my kid's four. <laughs> no oh, way. you don't uh-huh. go out at four? No, no. We did the downtown, like our our little town does a trick or treat. Okay. Now we're not going door to door. This is the last thing I want to teach my four-year-old. Go door to door, ring on some, ring at somebody's stranger's doorbell, and ask them for candy. Yeah, but there's much he doesn't understand. You don't get that anymore. What he's seven, you'll do that. Oh God, yeah. Okay, I thought you were saying little. Also, you know what happens when you have a four-year-old and they go trick or treating? They're bringing back all that candy. Who's eating it? Yeah, me and husband. Uh, I know. We don't need that. Are you guys the kind of parent? Well, obviously, who have kids? You direct your kids. Get me a lot of Reese's. I was, I'm very <laughs> yeah. specific with my daughter. I'm like, you go and you get the biggest Reese's you can find. And she's like, Dad, I'm not getting your candy. <laughs> and then I just take it anyway. Just like you're farming it out. Yeah, and I, I saw somebody on social media who directs his kids to get Almond Joys. I'm like, why? Nobody wants the Almond oh, Joy. Oh, I like Almond Joys. But yeah. I, I'm more into this, these people who have this nine-year-old daughter who they're basically grooming to become the next Courtney Love. Yeah, and it's working. I'm, I'm into that. Yeah. Maybe I have to re, redefine my parenting style after these people. I think you're missing a lot, Maggie. You stay inside. You don't know about Peyton's party. But you get out <laughs> You get out in the fresh air, get some candy. You hear the rumors. You show up, and like the, away you go. The smoke machine starts like, yeah. like creeping down. The, the DJ was loud. You could hear the music like from the other end of the block. It was intense. We, we did walk by a house that had a smoke machine and lights. And and my son was very scared. He ran away uh-huh. from from the uh, from that house. That, <laughs> that instinct will serve him well in the future. <laughs> Not last night. <laughs> so the Raiders didn't change their roster at yesterday's deadline. Instead, they changed the guys in charge of that roster last night. Head coach Josh McDaniels, GM Dave Ziegler out after less than two seasons on the job. Same thing happened to McDaniels in Denver. He's now. 20 and 33 as a head coach. Linebackers coach Antonio Pierce debuts as interim head coach against one of his former teams, the Giants, this weekend. The interim GM 
is Champ Kelly. Congrats to his parents, Champ Bailey and Chip Kelly. <laughs> the other major move oh. yesterday was the Bills getting Packers corner Rasul Douglas for a third-round pick. Number one in the AP poll, Georgia is second in our first look at the CFP rankings. The Bulldogs trail Ohio State because of their lack of quality wins. Zero top 15 Ws. The Buckeyes have two of them. Georgia's only beaten two FBS teams with winning records. Michigan and Florida State complete that very first top four. And we have another development this morning with Connor Stallions. The science stealer guy. That's the voice of Jim McElwain, the head coach at Central Michigan. Stallions might have been on their sideline in team gear with a credential for their opener with Michigan State. McElwain says the Chippewas are on the case. I do know that his name was on none of the passes that were let out. Um, Now we just keep tracing it back and tracing it back and try to figure it out. But it's in good hands with our people. Um, And again, uh, you know, there's there's no place in football for that. So this all began with a picture on Monday of a guy looking like Stallions in team gear top and a hat and a credential on the sideline and no one knows who he is. Okay, is this guy's like car look like a fanatics? Like, does he have every single Division One <laughs> a hat and a sweatshirt yeah, of every know. program just so he can go in the parking lot and put on a Chippewas and hat? He's And it's like, it's the team gear. It's not like you can go to the pro shop or the bookstore and mm. buy a Chippewas football t-shirt. Like, it's what the coaches, like what staff members wear. Yeah. So... Either someone gave it to him or he's like walking by a room and grabbing a shirt and throwing it on and heading out there. I'm all in on this. Give me this every single day, a new school finding him on their sideline. Let me make sure I have the strategy right. So he's at Central Michigan to help them beat Michigan State. No, 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 he's just watching no. Michigan State oh. cross the sideline. Yes, he's pretending oh. to be a, a Central Michigan staffer to scout Michigan State when they eventually play Michigan down oh, okay. the line. But you don't get a great view when you're on the sideline, and he can't film no, as a No, but coach. that's the only the place where he was photographed. Right. If he's in Chippewa's gear and oh, he's just walking him... around the stadium, he can go wherever he wants to go. Are you guys sure? Because isn't there this thought that Michigan's been trying to help other teams beat their Big Ten opponents? Maybe he was on the—I think he was on the Central Michigan— Sidelines saying Michigan State's running this play, they're running that play because they want. That's the whole thing. They've been giving plays to other teams. They've been to outsourcing try and beat. him. Yeah, yeah they've but been then outsourcing. Jim McElwain him. would be in huge trouble. Right. No, I know. I think he is. A, I, it kind of sounds like he didn't really know. Well, uh, I know, I just know. like Jim Harbaugh know. didn't know. Well, how would you? <laughs> but Jim Harbaugh, that's in the organization. The dude's on the payroll. This am is a I, totally different school. Am I wrong about that? That Connor Stallion's been helping other teams. I. That's how I read it. That he's been helping other teams win. Like they've been farming out the information they get about I mean, Ohio State science. There was the Shane Beamer stuff with South Carolina and Tennessee. Where they were trading. He said that was more like coaches kind of trading information once you've played that team. Right. Yeah. It's kind of Which like. happens all the time. Yes. That's like, hey, we just played them. Just a heads up. You know, here's a, here's what they like right. to do. Right. But I think with Stallions, it's been purely to help Michigan win, to gather intel. Oh, okay. So then they can use. Like, he had the laminated sign, you know, the, the picture of the yeah, laminated hand signs. hand signs and all the signs on the sidelines. Like, that that has Wait, been Perloff, used for Michigan to then win. Why in the hell would he be trying to help another team besides Michigan? Oh, 
I, I thought I read that that because they want to get they want Ohio State to lose so they can get the number one seed in the conference. They want their opponents to lose so after they play them, they give those signs to the other teams. I'm I'm not sure I that's mean, not that, happening. That no, part, that, that that part, part might happening. happen. But yeah. if he's uh, if you're alleging that during the game, yeah, because he wants Michigan. He doesn't care if Central Michigan wins. He wants Michigan State to lose so they have that loss on their. But no, resume. but it, it doesn't matter though because that's a non-conference game. So in the conference, they would. Yeah, they yeah. Would make a it difference. was also week one, so there was no information to have. The, to oh, give okay. to anybody. Got it, got it, got it. That's why I was asking. But I, so I he's, thought he was just, giving out, yeah. I thought they were giving out plays to other teams a lot. I mean, I would, again, I'm, I'm signing up for that too. That this is now like a consulting <laughs> service. I won't believe about Connor Stein at this point. Okay. <laughs> Did you happen to see it? Now, this might have been doctored. So I totally want to, it's totally possible the internet was fooling me here. That on one of the pictures where he's wearing the glasses, there's like a little light on the side of the glasses. Oh, I didn't see that. Like spot, like he's recording on the shades. Like the sunglasses have a built-in camera. So he's on Inspector the side. Gadget now, or something like that. All like right. real spy stuff. God, I love this. Story. You know, you can buy those, like the um, like any kind of spy store, like right. people spy on their nannies and stuff like that, or try to catch their husbands cheating. Like you can buy all this type of recording equipment. I just made everybody in the room really nervous. <laughs> all these recording equipment and the sunglasses one is. What if he's cheating common. with the nanny? How do you? <laughs> <laughs> then you guys are dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just uh, to baseball, it's now 10 road playoff games and 10 road playoff wins for the Rangers after an offensive explosion in game four of the World Series in Arizona. And here's a drive high into the air, deep into left field. Guriel going back to the wall. He leaps and it is gone. A home run for Marcus Simeon. It's a three run shot. And the Rangers are in double figures at 10 to nothing. Courtesy of Rangers Radio, the 10 nothing lead after scoring five in the second and then five in the third, something never done before in World Series history, back-to-back five-run frames. Simeon drove in five as Rangers held on for an 11-7 win and a 3-1 series lead. Bruce Bochy moseys on over with some advice on being this close to a title. You don't look where you're at. Your focus has to be on tomorrow's game, going out there and, and, and doing all you can to win a ball game. And that's where we have to be uh, thinking. That's where our minds have to be. They did all of that last night after losing. Can't wait for him to write a country song about them winning. It's going <laughs> to be so great. And have beef for dinner. Yeah. Oh, with a banjo just playing, <laughs> sitting on a like a rocking chair, lemonade next to him, Looking strumming out a banjo. Over his land. Yeah. I go the Stone Cold Steve Austin route. I'm thinking like he's like oh. cracking, you know, Steve Weisers and you know, giving <laughs> out stunners. Just jean shorts. Yeah. You think Bruce Bochy's a physical man? His voice. Talking about his voice, he sounds oh, yeah. like Stone Cold Steve Austin. That would be an awesome turn. If all of a sudden he's just breaking glass, just like oh, yeah, busted that'd be, through. Yeah, that'd be, oh, I would. That's a mild-mannered older man, okay? <laughs> he makes leather goods. <laughs> he makes Looks his own out beef over his cattle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. He's got a thing, of, like a thing of wheat in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> he's not stone-colding anybody. Look, Stone Cold Steve Austin once was, you know, stunning Steve. I think that Bochy could make a turn. Wait, is Bochy really mild-mannered? I don't know. I mean, he's not suplexing anybody. <laughs> he's buying a John Deere. He's not suplexing no. anyone. Wasn't he a ca- I figure all catchers are secretly pro wrestlers in disguise. <laughs> like, catchers are tough guys. He does have that huge head, too. 
Wait, and you made weapon. up leather goods on the street. He's not really. I'm so gullible, obviously. Here. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was actually. I'm like, wow, I didn't know Bruce Brochi had a hobby of making leather goods. <laughs> yeah, That's really does. interesting. He brings them to town every Saturday right. and sells them at the store. I mean, because baseball, leather gloves, I guess he could have found his interest in leather through the sport. Oh, definitely. He has a store in Dallas. Yeah. You, got a whole, you got a whole backstory on him now. I and my, Actually, my head is. So, I'm so gullible, I guess, that I pictured a wallet with a sort of a. Uh, insignia on it that Bruce Bochy made. <laughs> <laughs> the dude likes to look, do leather goods. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's he, called Bochy's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a steer outside every Saturday. <laughs> He's sewing them up himself. Deion Sanders selling sunglasses. Bochy's selling leather. Yep. Uh, the Spurs got a Wemby dunk, a steal, and a Keldon Johnson hoop to stun the Suns in Phoenix. 115-114. San Antonio down as many as 20 Webb and Yama had 18 points and eight boards. The Clippers handled the Magic 118-102 with James Harden watching from a sweep. And the Knicks were 109-91 winners in Cleveland. The Cavs have lost their first three home games. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogish, thank you so much. And uh, let's get Bogish a little coffee, a little Red Bull, something like that. Still shaking off Peyton's party from last night. I'm wide awake now on Connor (laughs) Stallion's rumors and Bruce Bochy's leather goods. Yeah, we've got more on that. We've got more on the Raiders' big move from last night, which is firing the head coach and the general manager. So much to do. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Maggie and Perloff here on CBS Sports Radio. You had some breaking news overnight, which is Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, so the head coach and the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, were Fired last night. Team off to a three and five start. Embarrassing losses at the Bears, at the Detroit Lions. Willie is in Arizona. I have a feeling, Willie, you are happy about the news. Good morning. Morning. Um, you know what? There's just as a fan of the NFL, this guy is just not a good guy, Josh McDaniels. You can't say yes uh, to a team and then leave him hanging, and that's where the karma comes up. So. I really don't feel bad for the guy, and I'm happy for the Raiders. I'm a Chargers fan, but Raiders are pretty cool in my for me. Interesting. Yeah, usually those uh, AFC West teams kind of don't like each other, Willie, but I understand that's – so what Willie's referring to, if you don't remember, is Josh McDaniels was hired as the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. This was after he failed in Denver as the head coach and went back to New England. He was hired as the Colts head coach and then basically left him at the altar yep. right when he was supposed to be signing a contract. Which, in a way, kind of worked out for the Colts, but kind of didn't because the Colts have also been quite tumultuous the last couple of years. I don't know where they are right now. You know what's funny about Josh McDaniels? He just seems like he's not a nice guy. I've never heard... Uh, he's very friendly with several media members. People say he's kind of a nice guy, but he looks like you just eyeball him based on the haircut and the demeanor on the sideline. I think there's this notion out there that he's kind of a kind of a tough guy or kind of a fake tough guy. Hmm. I don't really know exactly who he is, but we know he's not an effective coach. Yeah, I, I don't know if I can be body language expert on Josh McDaniels. I don't really get a sense of him either way, but the Indianapolis Colts thing was tough because all his assistant coaches had been hired. Yeah, and the Colts that's, did, that's the one. The Colts did the right thing. They didn't fire any of them, and Frank Reich came in and kept all of the assistant coaches. But, you know, the, in theory, those are guys who you're close to, guys who are putting their faith in you, who want to go take over this new thing. And then you're just like, no, actually, I'm going to go back to New England. And don't forget, he was going to go back to New England and the quote was Belichick was going to open his world to yeah. Josh McDaniels and he was going to be the successor, and that clearly didn't happen. Yeah, I no. I don't know what's next. Obviously, he'll go back to New England next year. It's interesting to me. Belichick's there. 
I, I think I'm starting to think that they're going to bring the whole gang back together, minus Brady. So you're going to have Josh McDaniels, Bill O'Brien on the same staff, bring Dave Ziegler back with Nick Casario, mm. and the, Belichick could make a compelling argument. Maybe this helps him. I, you could tell to Robert Kraft, hey, everybody's coming back. We're going to have one big grand party. We're going to have a rookie quarterback. Maybe that that's enough to put them over there. It's because McDaniels did have success with Mac Jones his rookie year. I, I think the owner could be like, okay. I mean, don't you but think Bill he's going back? Bill O'Brien's already there. You're going to kick him out? I think he had both. Why not? They were both on the uh, same staff for a long time, probably. I, I don't mean, think so. <laughs> was it O'Brien a quarterback coach and under McDaniel? Yeah, but now, since then, Bill O'Brien has gone on to be a head coach in the NFL. I don't know if he's going to want to take a, a sidestep. Well, he'd be the offense coordinator and McDaniels would be the quarterback coach. I don't know. Jacob Summers is in the chat. YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. If you want to watch the show, uh, twitch.tv slash CBS Sports Radio is where you can watch. It says Maggie and Perloff for Raiders head coach and GM. We'd love to. We're both under contract. Ah, shoot. No, I don't want to work for Mark Davis. <laughs> so sometimes the stars align. Sometimes they don't. That, this you're is, setting we yourself are committed up to CBS Sports Radio, so we can't go do it. Well, what's, what's wrong working with Mark Davis? You could be mediocre for a year and a half and get a nice uh, four-year payout. Honestly. I'm right back here. McDaniels is getting paid for the next four years. We'd be dumb not to go work for Mark Davis. Plus, we once, well, our old producer, Mike Samter, saw him in the lobby of the Cosmopolitan. I love that story. <laughs> Just hang it out. And we know he likes chicken wings, which we also like. Uh, you got a couple more in the chat. These are some great ideas, so keep them coming. Uh, Daily News says, what about Elway? John Elway. Hmm. I don't know about that. Uh, he might have been physician. He had one great year with Denver, but then he made some bad personnel decisions. I think we could all agree on that. Titan fan says, offer Nick Saban the farm. Saban going back to the NFL. Could you see it? I don't think. I think Saban's heading for college game day. Our idea, and I think we hit a winner, is Deion Sanders. It's sitting right there. He's the guy with the personality big enough to suck up all the oxygen yeah. in the room. And turns out, like, the guy can coach a little bit. Yeah, I honestly would want, for Deion's sake, to go somewhere else. Because I want him to be successful in the NFL. You're not going to be successful. I don't care who it is. No, nothing's going to work here. I, do we all agree on this? Mark Davis is the owner. They've had two playoff games since 2002. They're, they're not going to win. This is organizational malfunction. It has nothing to do with the head coach, in my opinion. I don't think anyone is. There's no savior coming. There's no white knight. I like this Dion in the all-white tracksuit. Pulling off the Al Davis look oh, yeah. would be pretty yeah, he sweet. Could, he could definitely pull it off. Although Daily News does say, again, the NFL doesn't have recruiting, so prime makes no sense. But again, you're looking here mm. to like right the ship. Like you, and the other part too is you take Shador with you. Like you bring your son to be the, you know, you draft your son, obviously, to be the quarterback, and boom. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I definitely like it for the Raiders, but oh, come on. Give Dion a chance to win here, Maggie. Get him to the Super Bowl. The Raiders are not going to work with anyone. 855 2124 CBS, 855 2124 227. Let's fix the Raiders, guys. Coming up, it is Wednesday, which means Great Debate Series is here on the Maggie and Perloff Show. You'll find out the topic next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.